0: Hello! Hello! Spooky greetings, nerds! Yeah, it's all our ghouls out there. Ghouls and
1: goblins. Which is like, I get the Halloween version of the days, gays, and ladies.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah.
0: It's great. Good times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're rolling into a weird place (laughs) off the bat, and I appreciate it very much. Um, I did. I already said this to Felicia. So uh, I have every intention of wearing my Creature from the Black Lagoon shirt to record the podcast for no one to see me wearing it, just because it felt right. But uh, it's in the literal clothing mountain on my <laughs> floor, and I was like, I don't have time.
0: No, <laughs> don't have. Time. It's okay if yeah. you were taking pictures. I'd be like, you should probably do some laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but worst part is, like, most of it's clean, right? It's just.
1: Because I just panic dress in the morning. <laughs> so I grab things and I put them on. And then I change my outfit five times. Because I have a fucking, like, mental it problem. So then I just throw it on the ground. So then I'm like, and then it's just in the pile with the dirty clothes. And then there's also clean clothes that I tried on and threw off. Because I was like,
0: no! <laughs> I think it, it, it's also new for you. Because in our last job, no one really... Cared how you dress? Oh yeah. Versus now, where you're actually dealing with probably more of the public and more of like a professional setting. I,
1: I am working covering directly to be the assistant for our deputy minister next week. (laughs) He's super nice. Oh no, not the point though. I'm like the point is like what you're dressing, like what you're wearing that day. Okay, like I can't look like a because my like I like I have three modes, which is homeless person, 17-year-old boy, and streetwalker. Like, that's kind (laughs) of, like, the range that I have going, and I'm like, well, none of these work. So I've had to... Yeah. And it's the goth version of all of those things, like, not even the regular.
0: It's spectacular. (laughs) I love when Kayla dresses up, too. I mean, I love seeing Kayla regardless. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. I also also love when you do, like, a full face, and then like you're kind of just your regular clothes I and it looks really good though thank you thank you I appreciate that But well, I, I would be the same where it's like I don't know what the fuck to wear if I actually have to make an effort yeah <laughs> so, so it's, it's been you. like a
1: lot of like I can't wear though I, I figured out a way to dress up all because I have a ton of graphic t-shirts right because they're my favorite things in the world and you can find them anywhere and I, they're just, I love them. I love graphic tees either, like I like some, some anime ones. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of horror movie ones. I have concert t-shirts and then yeah. I also just have ones that are funny.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> those are great. Yeah. I so, then I,
1: so when I wear them all the time, but I pair them with like dress pants or like dressier pants mm-hmm. and like cardigans or like blazers and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I can wear my funny t-shirt. Because the rest, like, my hair is done, my face is done, and the rest of me looks okay.
0: nice. Yes. <laughs> you can have that one piece of clothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So uh, I think it's a good, like, roll in to what we're talking about today. If you have not seen our Facebook posts or, or
0: tweets. Yeah, tweet.
1: uh, tweets. Tweets. That sounds awful. Yeah, seeing our Twitter. I prefer that. I don't. I hate <laughs> that I said that. That makes me upset with myself.
0: Honestly, I'm still getting used to Twitter, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what people call things. I don't, I, I don't get it. I, I avoided Twitter for as long as I could, but yeah, then I'm like, might as well just join. Me I can't wait till we follow. have Twitter beef and we can subtweet somebody. Oh, I know. We're gonna get there. I mean, I'm slowly working my way into like following people, like fandom my... spaces. and yeah. following people. We have nine followers, which is great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. It's been good times. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm really bad on Twitter because I will like post a shit ton for a couple days in a row Mm -hmm. and then I'll forget that it exists. Like I don't have Twitter object permanence. Right. So I'll forget that it exists for like four weeks and then like like (laughs) five days of really good Twitter interaction and then a month of nothing. It's like, I'm surprised anybody follows me or that they think that I'm alive. Like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, she just cost- went from constant shit posting
0: yeah. to absolutely nothing. She probably died, right? So please tweet at Kayla after you've heard this episode and be like, hey, Kayla, are you alive? Okay? <laughs> are you are alive? You alive? <laughs> And awesome. here I'm just like a fucking gremlin on there all the time. But I love it. I love <laughs> it. And it makes me like
1: it makes me remember to do it because I know that you're on there posting. <laughs> um, it's
0: I've I've had to like delete some tweets though because I'm like, oh, this is this is definitely gonna be seeming like I'm purposely trying to start a fight, and I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I kind of no, be that person, listen, the clownery like there's a level of
1: clownery that you can have while still being like. A adult on Twitter. Yeah. But if you want to post absolute clownery with no consequences, Mm -hmm. that's Tumblr immediately. Yes,
0: absolutely. I do prefer Tumblr over Twitter for a lot of things, mostly (laughs) because I have almost 800 followers on there. Well, and you also,
1: Twitter is like much more tied directly to you as a person. Yeah. Um, Whereas I'm pretty sure my profile picture on Tumblr, don't try to find me, is a picture of a llama. Um and like I think I've said nothing about myself as a person and Tumblr does not require you to like interact on any sort of personal basis, which is why you can be an absolute fucking goblin on that website.
0: Oh, I thirst hard on Tumblr. I don't. I I will. You will never. I will never. I'd never want anyone to find my Tumblr because that's my place where I can be Courtney on on (laughs) Maine. And like not feel ashamed about it because there's like, gonna be like a hundred more people who understand what I'm saying.
1: Um. Yeah. I I would rather <laughs> be lit on fire <laughs> than to have somebody go through and like find my favorite tags.
0: No. <laughs> Like, this is why, this is one thing I, like, I would never do. It's, like, I would never purposely try to find Kayla because I'm, like, that's her space. That's her space <laughs> to be as weird and raunchy and whatever I love that that's your automatic thing. Um, you leave the Tumblr
1: alone. It's, <laughs> it's vaguely true. It's weird. My Tumblr is, like, a really great amalgamation of, like, um memes mm-hmm. and just being, like, full-on pussy wet horny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. And it just kind of cycles
1: back and forth right. with anime thrown in there, which sometimes coincides with the horny, but it's just, like, it's a lot, and I am so glad that nobody that I know personally that I have to make direct eye contact with has right. ever seen
0: it. <laughs> Someone found me on Tumblr here in Whitehorse, and I like, absolutely not. my mind. I'd be mind. like, well, that person needs to die. Yes, cuz I I slowly trickle in nerdy Norse stuff. So it's like all the episodes I'm really proud of, I'll be like, "Hey, you guys should listen to this podcast." Yeah. And someone here found me because we were playing the same game at the same times so, and she's on Tumblr and she's like, "I think I found you." I was like, "Fuck me." No. 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 So she can see all my pictures that I've I've taken thousands of of Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. But like but yeah, you
1: don't, like, that, that's, it is like a living, breathing diary. It's just it not. It is.
0: It really is.
1: Um, this is a side quest that has gone wildly <laughs> off the rails immediately. Um,
0: That's what they're here
1: for, though. That is, that's, I, and I appreciate, like, that's just kind of how our intro is.
0: Usually, we spent a solid
1: 10 to 15 minutes. Bullshitting. Talking Bullshit.
0: And um, then we'll get into like our, our <laughs> hot takes if we have any, or just right into the episode. Yeah,
1: we will find the most uncomfortable way to segue.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of,
1: <laughs> we can circle back because I know we have Twitter stuff.
0: What? what yeah. Twitter poll. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah.
1: If you hear a tinking sound, I'm I'm stirring my tea.
0: Yes, it's it's becoming winter here. It's cold.
1: Um, and normally when we come in to film, or film, (laughs) record in the office, uh, my partner has been sitting in here, because we record most of the time on Sundays, and it's the same day as Formula One, (laughs) so normally he's been in here already watching the race all morning, so, like, the heat's been on, and Mm -hmm. the door's been open, um, because the office gets really cold, um, it has electric baseboard heaters, so we don't leave them running all the time. Right, okay. So the first thing until you like come and sit here for a while it's like 14 degrees in here 14 degrees celsius
0: mm-hmm.
1: first thing in the morning
0: it's cold <laughs> it is
1: very cold <laughs> so nobody had been in here today because he's he's watching with mike
0: hi mike
1: i'm kidding I'm, he's almost always watching it with mike
0: they're best friends yeah it's adorable they live across the street now from each other that's
1: why we bought this house <laughs> That's why that's why we knew that the house that we purchased was on sale is because my partner's best friend, Mike, lives across the street and texted us with a photo of the trailer and the for sale <laughs> sign and was like, "The house across the street from me is for
0: sale." <laughs> and then was like, "We have to look
1: at it." And I was like, "Oh my god."
0: And it worked out. It is. It's good. But it was it's very funny. And if you're brand new, I used to live directly adjacent from Kayla. So yeah. I used to just walk over and say hello. And she did moved. I did. Oh, it's been a rough year. Anyways. <laughs> Who won our Twitter poll? <laughs> so if you, um, if you did participate, thank you so much. Uh, we did a poll for the ultimate movie monster. And it was between Dracula, Werewolf, Frankenstein's monster, and the mummy. And, uh, 57% said Dracula. Um,
1: so, this also ties into Tumblr, because I've been participating in Dracula Daily.
0: That's right! Oh, you mentioned that a while ago, and I completely forgot about it. So, we're, like, coming to the close (gasps) of Dracula Daily. Oh. Um. I mean, I get to go back and binge watch, or binge read everything, so that's great. So, like, we
1: are are coming to the end of Dracula Daily, and if you're not on Tumblr, you probably don't know anything about it. So, what Dracula Daily... If you've never read the book Dracula, the original Bram Stoker one, it's actually written as a series of letters and diary entries and clips from newspapers and things Mm -hmm. that all tie together for the story. But in the way it's built and presented in the book, you jump back and forth between a couple different time periods within the same calendar year. Okay. Um, So it's not done in chronological order. So it builds the suspense of it because it's it kind of creates a mystique around it. Yes. But what somebody did, and this person's a sociopath, I'm sure, but I love them for this, is, so they did, is they took everything and they have been releasing it in chronological order. So Uh-oh. each section of the book is being released on the day corresponding oh. day of the year that the entry is from, that the article is from, Amazing. that the letter is from. So everything's being released in real time. So you are reading it from beginning of the story to the end of the story as one continuous thing rather than yeah. going back and forth between the plot
0: Beautiful. of the different areas. What and an evil genius, whoever created
1: Just this. an absolute lunatic and it's I'm here for it. So I had read uh, Dracula a few times. I think I have it on my bookshelf over there. If I don't, I'm bummed because that means I've lost it. I have a a digital copy of it as well. Right, right. Um, But so I read it a couple times. I think the first, I was like 11 the first time I read it. Um, But so for me, it was really nice seeing other people reading it for the first time in this format. Right. And even I gathered new things from it, reading it in this format because you start to realize very quickly and it's a funny thing to see how Dracula's portrayed in like movies and stuff versus mm-hmm. what he is actually like in the story because that dude's a fucking idiot.
0: They romanticize <laughs>
1: him and make him this brooding dark... No, he's a garbage person. He's always been a garbage person. There is nothing romantic about this weird loon who showed up to pick up Jonathan Harker wearing a funny hat and an eye patch. <laughs> Shows up in London is like fucking everybody's after me. This was supposed to be fun and goes home. <laughs> it's a nightmare and he's the worst. And it's so funny now because really seeing it like as one piece after another and every single thing that he does and how absolutely absurd it is mm-hmm. because he is, he's the most absurd character in this movie like in the book. He is. Um, and so seeing how we have taken him, when there are... there is, I would follow my love into hell. Literal quote from the book. Jo- like, willing to damn himself to hell to stay with Mina. Jonathan Harker. That is who you should be simping for. Uh, Quincy, I don't even know if he can turn into a bat, but I'm gonna shoot them anyway. <laughs> A Dutch Dr. Van Helsing who has seven PhDs, canonically in the book. Like, there are so many cooler characters that we should have romanticized, and we really <laughs> fucked it up.
0: Ah, uh, that's the monster fucker in though, right? Listen, like-
1: and I am I am a true monster fucker. Yes. I, I'm into it. This is a weird thing for me to admit. Hello. The world is made for the they's gays and the monster fuckers. Um, But he's awful, like objectively. And the description of him in the book versus like how we portray him Mm -hmm. visually in Vampire, it couldn't be more different. He's a scraggly man with like a big beard and
0: like bug eyes. Like he looks insane. Yeah, I wonder how you get from point A to point Z. Yeah. (laughs) Like we've missed, and I mean,
1: even if you look at like Nosferatu, Right. Which is yes. the first
0: vampire, Vampire,
1: which is based on Dracula as well. It's based on the same story. Mm-hmm. Um, they just didn't have the rights to for it to be Dracula. Dracula. It's the same fucking thing. Um, and also, that being the film era that it was, and, like, silent films, um, that is significantly closer to what that
0: motherfucker is. Right. Where it's just like, oh, no, that's a goblin person. Like... I wonder if someone just read it and was like, yeah, but what if he was hot? I mean... And then just reimagined Dracula Dr- Dracula as hot. Which... I maybe, could see it. Yeah. I could see it. I mean... We've done worse. But we have. <laughs>
1: maybe... Maybe this all stemmed from, like, one person's weird Dracula fanfiction.
0: Possibly. I wonder if someone had, like, a, a, an erotic dream about Dracula and it's like, <laughs> that, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> got her tea. Oh, <laughs> uh, cuz that that seems like the most <clears throat> logical thing to happen. Of like but what if? So but this is for Dracula
1: specifically. I think like we've evolved the idea yeah. of vampire media. Yes. And yeah. like we have turned vampires into like a sexy thing. But if we're going back to like the first like real big vampire novel, and Dracula specifically. That dude was not sexy. And I'm mad that that's the direction we've taken him, because he is an absurdist old man with money, looking at these people like they are human Capri <laughs> That's
0: exactly true, yes. And it's
1: just like, how the fuck did we get here? If you, oh. like, of the, of the, like, so, I think you kind of, like, I I categorize mm-hmm monsters like especially like creature feature monsters into two categories okay which are transformative monsters where they were once human Mm -hmm. um and born monsters
0: no that makes sense yeah yeah so you have like transformative monsters which is like werewolves vampires um mummies
1: yeah um, whereas like born monsters, like they were born a creature, creature from what? Wow. Black Lagoon.
0: Oh. Um, oh, who else? Would you would you consider Frankenstein's monster to be
1: we're gonna have to get into that because if you also haven't read Frankenstein, this is another one that pops out at me all the time because we have turned Frankenstein into a horribly disfigured, awful thing. But in the original book, he's hot. Really? Oh, he's so fucking sexy. Oh his name is Adam, he speaks eloquently.
0: Like, we fucked up Frankenstein. We picked oh, the wrong monster to make sexy. We did. But then again, Frankenstein's bride has always been very attractive. Yes. She's always been smoking hot. She absolutely has. But,
1: it's in again, in the source material, we took the unsexiest villain
0: mm-hmm.
1: and was like, that's the sexy guy. We took the, like, pitiable creature who never asked for this and was made into a monster by his circumstances, who was described as an absolutely beautiful being who had deep thoughts and spoke eloquently. And the whole horror of it was the transfer, like the badness of the people, not the badness of the monster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And we took him and we're like, let's make him not talk because fuck that noise. And let's let's make him
0: an absolute creature. I was like, you guys really just fucked this all the way up. Yes, they did. My best friend Ben on Twitter, um, he participated in the poll. Thank you, thank you. I told thanks him Ben. To. Uh, he brought up a good point of why he chose Dracula, werewolf, not his fault. Frankenstein, not uh, he was created. The mummy, not his fault. Dracula chooses to suck their blood. Admittedly, I haven't read Dracula, even though I absolutely love vampires. So I don't know the whole story. It's a
1: lot to get through, especially to read it. I would recommend, yeah. um, like I read it a bunch of times because I'm a fucking nerd. Um, but it's a really good one to do as an audiobook.
0: Yeah, that's a great.
1: Um... Yeah, it's a really there's a couple really great versions of it as an audiobook mm-hmm. because it's a we- it's not long like it's very short. Dracula's I think even if you only read a little bit at a time, yeah, like, it's probably only going to take you, like, a week. Like, it's a very short novel. It's mm-hmm. the same as Frankenstein, but you have to remember like, it's of the time period yes. and, like, the way that it's written and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I find it's a little bit easier with the addition of, like, the tones of other people reading it if you have a hard time kind of parsing probably. through the heavy language.
0: Well, it's just kind of like Lord of the Rings with the old English, right? Like, yeah. I... I I had a hard time I think I got to like chapter three for fellowship of the ring like no doubt yeah um so yeah I think audiobook would be easier for me yeah just to digest and like you said hear someone else saying it because then I get hung up on words of like I'm saying this wrong and I don't know what the correct pronunciation <laughs> yes.
1: is yeah and then that's all you're thinking about rather than yeah. trying to like digest the, the media
0: because then I reread the sentence like five times and like I don't get it yeah But, like, I think that's something that compelled me with Dracula, because I also voted. Um, He's just always been, like, a top-tier, like, monster for me. See, and I think...
1: I like that you guys are both picking, like, oh, like, who is the worst, like, most monstrous of these monsters. Yes. Where I picked werewolves. Yes. On top of just, like, I love werewolves in general. But I find the werewolf mythos so incredibly interesting. Um... And I love the, an empathetic Mm -hmm. antagonist.
0: Yeah, because they they? have no control. They have, it's just basic animal instincts at that point. Yeah. And that werewolf was our our number two um, option was 43% from our seven books. Yeah. Nobody picked anything else, eh? No, which I was kind of surprised about. about. But then again, I also did this poll very late. so (laughs) That's that's fair. (laughs) But yeah, like, for me, it's always been, like, Dracula, werewolf, um, Frankenstein's monster, which I made sure to put as Frankenstein's monster because Frankenstein isn't the monster himself.
1: No. No. Which people always, always get Doctor It's Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Yeah. Is the scientist, and it's his creation, which I'm almost, I haven't read Frankenstein in a while, but I'm very certain that his name is Adam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were
1: uh while we were waiting for like, our tea to get ready so we could sit down and record, we were talking about Black Adam.
0: Yes. Um
1: which we'll get to. later I
0: Felicia watched it. I was unable to watch it.
1: Um cuz I have a, a child.
0: Yes. And yeah, at some point we'll do a little little breakdown or mm-hmm. review. I'm sure we'll yes. also talk about DCEU as a whole. Yeah,
1: but we'll probably talk about that in like the year-end roundup stuff.
0: Yes. And by the way, the Batman is separate separate from the DCEU and it should remain separated. Yes. <laughs> don't include our, our I was boy saying, in that. Listen.
1: Don't mess. don't drag our man down.
0: Nope. No. Don't don't make him
1: stoop to your level.
0: He he is he's way at left field. He's like doing his own thing. He needs to stay there. Uh, I really he's the kid kicking the fence. <laughs> you just let him kick the fence
1: <laughs> so somebody described 2022 as the year of the emotional ravaged man
0: <laughs> and the
1: more i thought about it the more it's fucking true Yes. Yeah. because i like, think about like all of my favorite things from this year and it, all of it is just like with like a wet noodle of a man
0: attached to it so or I, a woman yeah so, I did a tweet where it's like, oh, 2022 is the year of the emo boy because you have Batonson, you have Sandman, and then you have B2E emo from Andor. That's his name. His little droid. Yes. He's like the saddest little stuttering jo- droid ever, and I exactly. love him so much. Exactly. I'm sure there is so much more. Like, MC, like My Chemical Romance is on tour. I, again. It really is. It is like, it is a renaissance
1: of 2007. It's In like the best wild. way. It's so wild. Uh um,
0: 182 is back. That, it's like, What's that listen, <laughs> we are
1: all 30 year olds who live on iced coffee and anxiety. And like, you mm-hmm. can't emotionally do this to us.
0: Especially to have the tickets be so expensive. I'm like, they'll sell it out. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm just like, I know. I want to go. I know. But yeah, so
1: 2022, and it's like, even I find, like, I think about like the the properties that have gotten really popular this year, yeah, um, and like the things that have come out. Everybody's kind of like embracing the weird,
0: and I love it. It's great. It's and it's definitely been the year of horror yes like you look at the list of horror movies that have come out and they have always they've all done really really well especially the surprise hitters like i didn't think barbarian was going to do well because i was like that premise is fucking stupid in my mind i'm like, um
1: so i think a lot of it is because of how well executed x was
0: X was amazing, holy shit yes. I was like on the edge of my seat the fucking jump scares got me from the get-go, I was like so mad at myself because I'm like, it's gonna happen, this is gonna be a jump scare, Yeah, and it still got me, it was great
1: Um, so, this is a whole other conversation we can have another time, but I will just briefly run into it okay. there's actually um, if you look at like the times where horror movies have excelled and become wildly popular, they are all almost always post-traumatic incident. Right. right? So you have, like, the boom of um, creature features and invader movies post, um, like, right after we started getting into the Cold War. And then you have, um, as, as we lead up through to the crack epidemic and the loss of innocence in youth through the 80s with... Um, falling prices and mm. um, the fall of the Berlin Wall and economic collapse going on through the 80s and early 90s, that is when you have prime slasher time because okay. it is a destruction of youth. And so now, because we have through the 2000s after um, the fall of the, two, the World Trade Center, we also have a huge upsurgence yes. of horror movies. And now as we are getting through the tail end of the pandemic and past the last recession, we are having another upsurge of horror movies. People in bad straits tend to enjoy watching somebody else having it worse. There is a form of catharsis in it. But it actually does typically run through right. that you'll see huge upswings in the amount of horror contact post um a major negative world event.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, it's really interesting to think about, and we're getting so much more of, like, different types of horror as well, right? uh,
1: Yeah, and there's this whole argument against elevator horror. I could just, just talk the science of horror movies for a very long time.
0: We can do that for the next episode, um, which will lead into a, a break for us. Yeah, we'll talk about, we'll
1: go to a break, and then we'll talk about kind of, like, the beginnings of the genre. Yes.
0: And, all right. Can't wait. We're back
1: all right we were just talking about this as we were doing some research and stuff there are kind of two collections of things you can consider creature features
0: yes which by the way is our main topic for today's did episode we
1: literally not mention
0: that <laughs> i don't think so we kind of just did our bullshit and then we went into so, like the poll and then we just started talking, talking about the the
1: my beef with Dracula? Yeah. And it's not... I want to preface this by, like, I like Dracula.
0: No. That was never what I was saying.
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah. So, like, there's kind of, like, two camps of creature features, which is, like, monster movies, Mm -hmm. or any film based around a non-human entity.
0: Right. So, uh, the videos that I watched very, like, leaned into more of the... the other part of that, which is mm. more of like birds from Hitchcock or like arachnophobia and or um, the one with the big snake, Anaconda. Oh,
1: Anaconda's great.
0: Really Anaconda is. is
1: like arguably one of the best creature features out of the 2000s. Uh, only the first one with uh, with uh, J-Lo in it.
0: Yes. That's the one I always think about too when I hear it's about It's incredible. Anaconda.
1: It's a great movie. Uh, it's so campy and it's fun. Like, the, the characterization is absolutely insane. And considering when it was when it came out, like...
0: Yeah, it was the, great for the time. The snake
1: looks surprisingly good. Um, it, and it's in that same ilk as, like... That was in kind of, like, the, like, Placid time. Right. Um, But also movies that would fall into creature features would be things like Tremors. Right. Uh, which is the first horror movie I ever saw. Because my dad it. is really terrible at telling what people can watch, like what children should be allowed to watch. Um, and is like not a super responsible dude. I love him so much, but he is just a redneck.
0: Um, I so mean, my, I... Dad, my dad fell asleep with like, I think at that time you could have HBO on cable. Yeah. So he'd fall asleep and there's a bunch of shows that I should never have seen. Ever. Ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was like four. When I watched Tremors for the first time.
1: Um, and I arranged the furniture in my house so that I could get from piece of furniture to piece of furniture to get from the living room to my room and back to the kitchen so that I didn't have to touch the ground for several days. (laughs) And like, I panicked, like I was panicking about people walking around Um, But so, like, that is included in creature features. Gremlins would be included in creature features. Would you consider Jaws to be a creature feature? Yes, Jaws would be a creature feature. Bruce the Shark. Yes, Bruce! Um, Which, that's some brilliant quick thinking on Spielberg's part, because initially you're supposed to see Bruce... So much more in that movie. But they could not get that animatronic to fucking work. Oh, really? So they're like, okay, great. We're just going to have him not be seen. And it turned it into one of the best parts of of Jaws.
0: Yes. Is the
1: suspense built around it.
0: Um, and plus with the music along with that, it's just yeah. like the perfect marriage. I wish we had an IMAX theater here and we could have watched it in either real 3D or an IMAX. Because they, they did that this summer. So the one that always gets me is... Baffling to me, and
1: it's like people that like do screenings of it, like they do a pop up screen Mm -hmm. on the side of a lake
0: and float. Oh my god! And it's like (laughs) at night, (laughs) you could not
1: pay me enough money to get into a lake (laughs) and watch Jaws. I I do it as a double feature: do Jaws and Lake Placid. i, I th- didn't realize I we I wanted to turn it. this into a giant toilet because i'm gonna shit my pants
0: <laughs> I, I i think i would do it at least to say that i did it that for me a nightmare but like jaws is the reason my mom hates water she absolutely hates it because of that movie i she saw it when it came out
1: yeah um fun story about somebody seeing a movie when it first came out um And this is one of my favorite stories any teacher has ever told me. So my grade 7 teacher, Peter Harms. I sincerely doubt that he's listening to this. And if he is, I don't apologize for any of the swearing. He's a Mennonite. Um. (laughs) But he he was in high school when Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. Oh. And he lived on a farm and was a farm boy. So he he knew his friends were going to see it. So he parked his truck behind the exit (gasps) and laid down. In the cat, like in the bed of his truck. And as everybody's coming out, he had a mask on and hopped up. He'd taken the chain, like the blade, like the chain off of the chainsaw, but like left and hopped up out of the bed of his truck and turned the chainsaw on
0: because he's a psycho. And it's like, that's
1: the best thing I've ever heard.
0: That's the fucking best. Holy shit. I would definitely piss myself. Absolutely. Um, I want to go to Hollywood Horror Nights so bad. I do too. Just seeing people's like Twitter, like or Instagram stories and Twitter feeds where they get to go, I'm like, I would hate it, but I would love it at the same time.
1: And I mean, like, I would love to like do like some of the haunted walks and stuff like that. And that doesn't necessarily even mean that I'd want to do all of the
0: houses. No, no. But just I don't think you could. There's too many. But just to go, yeah. And, like, we don't have anything here, really, in Whitehorse. It's, like, the fact that we're getting Halloween, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Corpse Bride, and The Shining. It's fantastic. Uh, Yeah. So our film
1: society, who purchased the old movie theater, and Mm -hmm. that's who's kind of doing movies here in town, um, is doing, like, a whole Halloween weekend situation. And they're doing The Shining. They're doing a matinee of Coraline. They're doing a Saturday night with drag show. Full audience participation version yeah. of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I really, 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 really
0: want to go to. Let's go. Let's okay, go. sounds good.
1: Um, I invited Shay because his his girlfriend is here. Sounds good. So, um, and then on Halloween night, they're they're screaming Halloween,
0: which I've been asking for for like two months now. Yeah, since so, they introduced the the um, Monday movie classics, like you have to play Halloween during spooky season and they haven't advertised it at all so i went on a full rampage last week on Twitter or um on facebook because i was just so upset like how could you not be playing halloween during spooky season or any halloween theaters or i mean um any showings at all and then when i went to black adam they had the they had the title card of like halloween on halloween i was like this is a fucking win (laughs) i'm so happy uh yeah. So but back to the
1: back to the topic yes, of hands. Yes. So there's the ones that are existing animals like you have like placid, anaconda, mm-hmm. Jaws, Arachnophobia, but even Arachnophobia, there's a sci fi element to it. Right. Um and then you have but I don't include aliens in creature features because aliens are alien movies. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider those because it because it's it's a movie about Aliens. Yes. Like any sort of like space space. It's things. a sci-fi horror.
0: Yeah. Which I don't think is wrong. And I, I I think for creature features it has to be something from Earth. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Like it has to be like there's a human component in it or a natural component in, in Yeah,
1: that. naturally occurring. Like yeah. there's but yeah, so um Cujo. Yeah. Which could could be a considered a creature feature. But that also includes mythological creatures right so things like gremlins things like tremors like where it doesn't actually exist including all of our movie monsters um and i also would include stuff like like leprechaun the leprechaun series oh
0: i fucking hate that movie it's so bad it's so creepy but i think that was the first like horror movie where i really remembered because my brother made me watch it with him um and his friends and it was just like uh, Makeup was so well done. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. Um, the Leprechaun series really—they started out as like not great films, and they turned into such campy, schlocky garbage <laughs> that they've like come back around and are great. Right, like they've they've gone so far
0: over, yeah, that they've like they won. I don't know how to explain it. I think I've only seen the one movie, and that was it for me. I was like, I, I can't. The first like, one is even, the only
1: one that's, like, genuinely trying to be a horror movie.
0: Yeah, and I just, I can't. You I know, can't, I, I guess, okay. kind of is. I just, I can't look at the pictures. Like, even pictures terrifies me. I'm just like, oh, just that feeling of, like, unease. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah,
1: so, like, things like that. Yeah. Um. Like, but I don't consider ghost movies. Creature features, because those are paranormal. Yeah. So like ghosts, demons, possessions, those aren't creature features. I, I agree. Th- I it agree. has to be a living, breathing thing, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a naturally occurring thing or a mythical thing, living, breathing of this world.
0: No, I, I agree. I like I- that. I like that.
1: Yeah. Um, But so I think we really want to focus on our our all-star monster
0: cast. And there is so many. It was, Unfortunately there's only four options for the Twitter poll where I would have added more. Like you yeah. know the invisible Man was kind of part of the Universal
1: Monsters, Monsters crew.
0: Um oh, who else was on there?
1: Um Bride of Frankenstein.
0: Bride of Frankenstein. Like we said, total babe. Are
1: you do you want me to do it? I'm a little yeah. closer. <laughs>
0: I'm, like, watching her reach over
1: top of me to get to the (laughs) laptop, like, to get to the stuff. Last episode, I was moving
0: further away. I know, now she's on top of me. (laughs) It's winter season, okay? We have to stay warm. (laughs) All right. So, universal monsters. We're actually utilizing Kayla's computer. Yeah. We
1: talk about this all the time.
0: (laughs) And then we
1: never do anything about it because we're always sitting here and it's like, oh, I need to look something up. And we both grab our phones. <laughs> we are recording in front of a computer, using a computer to record. Um, we're recording it, like, directly <laughs> onto the computer. And
0: nonsense, just total nonsense.
1: No. Yeah, we're fools. Fools, in fact.
0: Um... Oh, The
1: Island of Dr. Moreau. That makes oh, sense. Because this is like a science fiction-y one. Right. Because it's an A.G. Wells one.
0: Would you consider that story story to be like a creature feature? Uh,
1: no. World of London. So a lot. I forgot how many of these were. Um, Based on Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. It has Murders of the Rue Morgue. Um, the black cat, the raven—they're all Edgar Allan
0: Poe. Which, as you know, Michael Flanagan is making a whole series for Edgar Allan Poe properties. Yeah, and that man makes me horny for horror
1: very much. Um, there's the She Wolf of London. Oh, um, the creature walks among us. So a lot so of these end up be... being series, right? Um, there was also the Phantom of the Opera. Really? hmm Yeah. Uh, the Mad Ghoul. Oh. Obsessed with Mayan life-preserving process to the point of madness.
0: Never heard of that one.
1: No. Um, but yeah, so like if we're looking at like the universal ones, kind of our heavy hitters really are The Mummy, The Invisible Man, The Werewolf, Frankenstein's Monster, Dracula... Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein
0: Creature from Black Lagoon,
1: um,
0: oh King Kong. Well, just by the picture, it looks like King Kong. Yeah. And in a way, that would be like a that he would be a creature feature. King Kong, absolutely. Yeah. King Kong would absolutely be
1: a creature feature,
0: which is such a, like a heartbreaking story. Yeah, I really. Aside from,
1: Dracula. There is a certain layer of empathy involved with the rest of these characters. Yeah. Um,
0: like, like a werewolf gets bitten and doesn't have the choice in what his actions are. Yeah. Uh, we saw that really with like werewolf by night, which did a really wonderful job showing the empathetic side of him, right? Absolutely. Um, the mummy, of course, is cursed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Well, and it depends on which version of the story you're yes. talking about, too. Um, the Invisible Man, I think, I think that was a choice, wasn't it? It was. It was his choice to be invisible. Uh, he was,
1: so The Invisible Man is a really interesting story, because they actually tackle it really well in terms of, like, the vibe around these movies. With the Kevin Bacon movie Hollow Man, which is like oh, a retelling of the
0: Invisible Man. I remember that one.
1: Um, but there is, he's really very arrogant and full of himself, and he does this experiment um, to try to make himself invisible. And it succeeds, but then they can't figure out how to make him uninvisible. And he mm. goes crazy and decides to use the. Um, like, he he goes mad, kills a bunch of people. Great, great. Um, and just, like, really kind of flies off the deep end mm-hmm. um, in response to burdening himself with his own ideas. Wow. Um, so, Invisible Man is very interesting in, in that sense, where it was, he did it to himself
0: mm-hmm.
1: because he didn't think about he thought about, can I do this thing rather than, should I do this thing?
0: Which really kind of goes with a lot of these stories too, right? And one, one character I'm kind of surprised isn't on this list and who should be is Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde. Absolutely. And I think we're overdue for a a whole new movie based on him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've heard, I remember hearing that they did a musical and that David Hasselhoff plays Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. If you, I don't know if it was the original run or if it was like a special guest appearance kind of thing. I've heard nothing but good things about his performance.
1: He's an incredible singer. And like that's one. So funny. Like, that's why like the country of Germany loves him is because they are obsessed with his music.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yes. Germans love Hasselhoff. Um, It's the same thing. Like I, there's something that to be said about like Horror-turned musicals. Right. Because the they've done quite a few of them as musicals. And um, they just recently canceled one, and I'm kind of bummed about it because they were doing American Psycho. Really? As a musical. Starring Matt Smith. What?
0: <laughs> and they canceled it? Yeah. You guys did not give this a chance. Like Doctor Who, Matt Smith? Yeah. Why would you guys do that? Anyway. <laughs> sorry.
1: sorry. Um, yeah, that is definitely, I think it's one of the more interesting stories that we really
0: haven't kicked the dead horse of, you know what I mean? Yeah, which for a while we were seeing, like, too much of the vampire genre. Uh, we were seeing too much, I, I wouldn't say too much of the werewolf movies. That, that I think that there
1: was, We've werewolf is so hit and miss. Yeah. Because werewolf movies are either really, really great or they're so cheesy and awful.
0: And it all has to do with the transformation and how the wolf looks. Mm-hmm. I think one one property that I really love is Underworld. I have, I've always loved the world that they built and how they do the werewolves has I always mean, been really fantastic. I
1: find I I could watch Underworld any anytime. Yes. It is one of my favorite film series. I love it so much. Kate Beckinsale is so hot. Oh. The world that they've built, and the hierarchy, and the mm-hmm. lore
0: behind it, and, um... But still having an air of mystery around them, too. Oh, brilliant.
1: Absolutely brilliant.
0: Like, they just captured that so perfectly.
1: Love that. Um, another really great werewolf movie that I've seen recently is Dog
0: Soldiers. Oh, I haven't heard of uh, that one. so long. Dog Soldiers is
1: a British one, and they... It's phenomenal. It is so, so good. Um basically there is a squadron of uh, British soldiers who are doing a training exercise mm-hmm. out in the Highlands. Okay. And werewolves appear but it's like, these are like trainee soldiers.
0: Oh man. Uh,
1: it's so good. Like the combat scenes are super fun. The dialogue is really great. The we- the wolves look great. They're used in such great like fleeting glimpses and the things you do see are so brilliant. Yeah. Um, and they negate the whole transformation scene because they just get sieged.
0: Oh, so like they
1: yeah you. So it's it's never a problem, but the werewolves themselves look really really good.
0: I will have to look. Yeah, this up. dog that soldiers looks, is that great. Is so cool. Dog
1: soldiers is awesome.
0: <laughs> I think one that kind of sometimes gets shit on is um, Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. i it's always, campy and it's, it's fun, campy, but I always liked how they did their werewolves. I thought they looked really interesting and cool. Um, even just like. Dracula himself is over the top and kind of like okay, Ugh. but like I love it. Like when he's doing the dancing scene with Kate Beckinsale. Listen, the whole thing is high camp. Yes, and it's supposed to be. And his brides are fucking gorgeous. Ugh. Oh my god, the casting for them was like perfect. By the way, I strongly would love to see Bride of Dracula movie. Right. Like, I would just love, I would just love it. I think they could do... I think,
1: I think that they are so interesting and so vastly underutilized in yes! almost every appearance. Appearance? that's just... <laughs> um, <laughs> because again, that's one of those things where it's just like, what, what are they?
0: Like, what the fuck is happening here? They're just here. Like, cool. Yeah. Um, there was the one werewolf movie, it was with Anthony Hopkins and the wolf man the wolf man i really liked it i understand like the the transformation scene was really like uncomfortable and it's not it's meant to make you uncomfortable that was
1: my favorite part of that movie
0: yeah it's like holy because God. they did that full daylight
1: mm-hmm. full daylight um so benicio um benicio who was the wolfman in the movie um this is a big passion project for him. I actually just watched something about The Wolfman, like, a couple days
0: ago. Where really? somebody was talking
1: about, like, why... Because there's a lot of people who think the 2010 Wolfman is a not good movie. <laughs> I liked it. I I think that it is unfairly maligned. Do I think that there's some problems? 100%. Um, I don't think that Anthony Hopkins was trying for any part of that movie
0: no (laughs) like that man
1: he was just kind of there which is weird because he's amazing but and like i didn't find like some of like the romantic chemistry between them seemed weird um but i did i found the lore super interesting the transformations were brilliantly done the set was really great they had a lot of issues they were supposed to have a whole bunch more time to film Uh...
0: in the manner
1: that they then they did not have it So they had to like readjust on the fly. They had to cut down shooting time. Um, So that's one of the reasons the effects in that movie are so brilliant because it was a really good focus. They wanted it. That whole in the middle of the theater transformation scene was like a huge thing. Yeah. Um, And because it's never been done before to do like a full aside from and even then it was a pan back and forth when they did it in American Werewolf in London. Um, the Wolfman is uh, the 2010 Wolfman is unfairly maligned as a terrible movie when it is an okay movie with some pretty cool spots in it
0: yeah absolutely I have to find that and do a rewatch soon
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of werewolf movies you're kind of never going to be better than an American werewolf in London
0: right That's another one I need to add to my list to watch. Uh, I've always heard really great things about it.
1: It is, it has has the best werewolf transformation scene
0: ever. Mm -hmm.
1: Just ever done. Uh, Ginger Snaps is probably the closest to it.
0: I was going to say Ginger Snaps was uh, another classic.
1: It really is. And Ginger Snaps is incredible. Ginger Snaps is a Canadian film. And
0: it was, it was incredible with what they did. With, yeah, and with what they had to use, because like especially back in the day, Canadian movies weren't really a big deal, right? Like they, even they still now,
1: really aren't. Yeah,
0: they're still considered very much B to D list films, but like Ginger Snaps is something so special. And I remember just like I could not wait for a sequel. I don't think I. I think I watched another. They did like a prequel movie, which was kind of a weird. But also not bad. But I think it's probably, it's very interesting to do yeah. the prequel movie
1: because of how we are introduced to the plot in the middle of the movie, where it's like, well, who the fuck, like, where did this come from? Who's this guy? Like, how did she get it? Yeah. So, which I think was great for the intrigue of this series, but I also think it would it was a nice departure to kind of, like, take a step away from Ginger and see how we got there.
0: Yeah. And also, it was great to see just a female werewolf. Cause, yeah. Because really, mostly you only ever see males as as the as the yeah.
1: characters. And I I don't know if that's like to do with most monsters. Yeah. Are male, which I mean, I'm not turning this into a feminist rant. There no, is con- contextually, like I realize why a lot of these things are happening, and that there is history and like precedence to have them be that mm-hmm. way but it is really nice to kind of step away from the tradition of something and just using the mythology of it Yes. Yeah, exactly. to then create your image of what you'd like um what are another what's another really good um for the same reason as you like van helsing i fucking love the blade movies
0: yes Oh my god. They're corny and
1: terrible and Wesley Snipes is an absolute <laughs> d- nuisance. Like that man is a menace. Um but they're so fucking fun. They
0: are. And
1: like there's like they're like 90s techno goth and they're uh, there's just something about the way that they are presented. That is so specific to the time period.
0: Very specific.
1: But again, this is that's it's another one that my dad let me watch. Then I was like, my friend probably shouldn't have let me watch this. I'm eight because <laughs> we rented Blade, the first one. I was in Spruce Grove, Alberta, staying at my dad's house, um, and because he's my dad and. Not a responsible adult, and was also just like just happy to have us there. Yeah. So like we gorged ourselves on Dairy Queen because we didn't have a Dairy Queen by this time. Um. And he he took me to the movie store and told me I could rent whatever I wanted. So I rented Blade. Um. He, this is the same man that took us to see Mortal Kombat in theaters and fucking <laughs> left. <laughs> <laughs> so not a great judge there, my father. Um, but
0: you made memories
1: we did and I remember these. <laughs> I remember the moment so vividly because it's like well I don't know if it's like a tra- trauma response that I've like burned these into my memory or just because they're absolutely wild Um, so I think we stayed up to watch it like not only did we get to rent it
0: yeah
1: I got to stay up to like one in the morning, <laughs> watching Blade, so like I have like a very strong emotional connection yeah. to those movies, and I think, do I think that they're good movies? No. Do I think that they're fun movies? Absolutely.
0: And I think that's something that people need to remember is like you can still like a movie that's not typically that, that is, is as good it's it' just because something is not
1: objectively yeah good
0: doesn't mean
1: there is not merit in it and that there's not something entertaining or something you can really draw get drawn to in it
0: but that's why a lot of these movies are now classics for those reasons they always excelled at the one thing that horror movies are always going to
1: excel at which is practical effects right so story-wise were they groundbreaking but visually, and I think that's the draw in mm-hmm. with a lot of horror movies, is, like, visually horror movies are always going to be impactful because it takes a lot of effort mm-hmm. to create something so grotesque. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look at Evil Dead. Amazing. 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 Um, so we're going to take another quick break. And then
1: do we want to talk about... Are kind of like romantic monsters. Sure. All right. Thank you. We'll talk soon. All right. We're not going to get into full monster fucker territory. I'm going to tell you that right now. That is no. saved for my Tumblr exclusively.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will. Be talking about the romance of monsters.
1: Yeah, the romantic undertones in some of these movies. Because I think, specifically in monster movies, there is an air of tragedy that's involved with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the best ways you can really sell that level of tragedy is to have some romance there mm-hmm. that can either build or crumble, which is really is gonna hammer home the absolute tragedy of the whole situation absolutely yes so who who do you think is the most romantic of of our traditional monsters oh, You're hear, regardless of what i have said <laughs> previously <laughs> about any of these motherfuckers. like please tell me your honest opinion
0: like i i've never considered dracula to be a romantic figure at all i've never like even though he he's evolved into like the ultimate sex symbol for the monsters i've never considered him to be
1: romantic romantic.
0: um there's no love no no it's all about lust or just desire which hey cool also fine but also it's it's more about him getting what he wants which is defeat Mm. it's not about caring for another human being um, I guess really romantically, I, I've i always kind of considered Frankenstein's monster who's always longing for something. Um Yeah. I, I admittedly I've never watched Bride of Frankenstein. I know of her and they're like kind of like their yeah. their history together, but I've always found like Frankenstein's monster just wanting wanting love and wanting there, to find there is his a, person.
1: An absolute longing in an attempt to dispel this level of loneliness
0: yeah I that think, is
1: so hauntingly romantic
0: and i think one one film that or um project that does this really well was um not Pennywise. <laughs> penny dreadful penny dreadful yes i've always i loved their take on frankenstein's monster and I just like him going to the extremes of finding his love Um, and that not working out in his favor. But, you know, I I also just think we can just highly recommend Penny Dreadful. Yes. Full stop. 100%. So good. They did a, a just gorgeous job with the storytelling of everyone's characters and... I Admittedly, I haven't seen the last season, so at some point I'm sure I'll find it. Mm. They also did a whole new one with uh, Natalie Dormer. How the fuck did I miss this? I know. It was like, um, I've never seen it either. Like I didn't know where it was airing. I actually just recently found it on Crave, so I'll be checking that out soon. I don't know what the premise is, but it's more of like, um, I I think it's more of like a 40s uh, noir style. So that will be really interesting to watch. But yeah, I always found his, his story to be kind of like just looking for love and finding his place. And he's not the monster everyone making him out to be. Yeah, I could
1: absolutely see that. So I think for me, it's probably going to be one of two. Um, Either for, for classic monsters, I really am going to have to go with I mean, I have to agree with you on Frankenstein's monster; is the most romantic of the classical monsters. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking for like a specific one from a specific movie, uh, it is either going to be uh, The Fly, right, starring Jeff Goldblum. It is grotesque. It is, um, it's a really hard movie to watch because like it has some of the most unsettling body horror in yeah. John Carpenter's work to be 100% I'm like it's that good it's a lot but the entire premise like especially like the final act of the movie is he is trying to get her to stay away from him because she he knows mm-hmm. he's gonna hurt her and at the end of the movie she has to kill him
0: oh oh uh, my heart and it's
1: just like oh no
0: yeah, that's, that's definitely a horror movie for sure, watching your loved one.
1: Yeah, and it's it's really, really awful. I also find, in terms of, like, just, like, the most sympathetic story that has, like, that makes me feel like, oh, mm-hmm. you're, just, you're just trying so hard, um, is The Creature of the I've
0: never seen it.
1: Um, It's great. It's one of my favorites. Um. So it really starts as the creature is just kicking it, being a creature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and his space is invaded. They come to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when he's like, yo, you're like polluting my home, so they're like spilling boat fuel in the lagoon and like taking all of the fish and he's the protector of the yeah. of the lagoon and he's like what the fuck um and that's when he sees the female scientist and is then like pursuing her and there is just something that's like tragically romantic about it because they all like kind of notice that like, he is the last of his kind, kind.
0: Sad. There's it just is. a level of sadness for all these stories. Um, I think there is a level of
1: empathy and tragedy involved with monster movies specifically, which I don't think can be said for creature features because there is no sense of some. Sometimes there is. Like yeah. I find Cujo to be very a sympathetic feature feature and it, it does feel tragic and awful to me the whole thing Cujo, kujo oh, is the hardest movie to watch
0: yeah there's no like your dog turning into something that you don't recognize and it not recognizing you either like that's you know that's human's best friend like having that and i heard on you is
1: i think one of the best things that they did in terms of the framing of kujo mm-hmm. Is by showing him pre-rabies transition and seeing that he's just the goodest of boys. Yeah, and the picking a Saint Bernard. uh ah,
0: because it 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 turns awful very quickly when it happens, right? And it's there, just like, oh my god. But there's all that
1: expectation of them to be a vicious yeah. dog, and that's weird that it's not. Kayla just banged her oh, arm. No! <laughs> oh, oh, no! <laughs> I'm going to slam my funny bone into the wall. Because um, you know how you said, like, your mom's, like, afraid of water now from Jaws? Yeah. Um, I am surprised that Cujo did not do more to harm the brand that is St. Bernard's.
0: Yeah, really? Really? To see that side of a St. Bernard is, like, terrifying. It's like, oh my god. Right? Like, even just seeing clips of uh, clips of it now just brings so much terror in me. But I'm, like, not scared <coughs> of St. Bernard's. No, no, no. I would never, like, say no to petting one. But it, it, it's, it's it's very weird. Fun. Because a lot of the time, like, <coughs> Excuse me. you'll get a bad rat from, like, a horror movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really pervasive with sharks because sharks are just dopey-bitey boys. They're just in their home.
0: You're invading their home. It's always so funny
1: because everyone's like, oh, like dolphins. I'm like, dolphins are mean. (laughs) I've heard. (laughs) Dolphins are mean and sharks are just floating around being silly. They're not going to do anything to you.
0: No. Do you know who, do you know
1: what else is like a terrible creature? And I would, I wish that they would do a horror movie about one. Fucking hippos. I love them, but they kill more local people annually than any other animal on the planet.
0: They can bite you in half, and they can run at, like, insane speeds. Uh, and they are, like... Massive. And can swim, and run on land. Yeah, that's actually a good point. There's no horror movies on hippos. Like, everybody's Uh, like, oh, like,
1: the hippopotamus. And it's like, do they look like wet puppies? Absolutely. But those things are fucking mean.
0: I just think of, like, the, the old commercial back in the day for Canadians is the, the house, house hippos that made them so endearing to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want like whoever hippo. is doing the PR
1: campaign for, for hippos, you're killing it. Um, because those things are fucking, like, killing machines. Mm-hmm. Those are slimy death machines.
0: Yet you've made an entire generation of people want a house hippo.
1: Uh, and you've also, like, <laughs> maligned <laughs> lions and sharks. Yes. Can a lion kill you? Absolutely.
0: Does that happen very often? Fuck no. That's, yeah, that's desperate time for some of the lions on um, the Sahara. Yeah. That's like, and even if they're doing it, probably your own fucking fault. But that is kind of going back to those creature features. It's very much nature versus humans, right? Yeah. And it's typically, it's nature taking back what's theirs yeah and that's i think that's something that is terrifying for everyone to think about <laughs> it's like nature sick like of your shit yep yeah. and it's over the human race it's like fair completely that's terrifying i and i think there's like a level of
1: hubris and um, not understanding one another that is yeah. like, prevalent in creature features because it really is about the the uh, misplaced balance of power yes very true yeah uh because like we talked about the invisible man um and Frankenstein like actual dr Frankenstein where it was a question of they never questioned if they should mm-hmm. to do these things and it is it turned out poorly for them because yeah. Um, whereas I don't think that you could say that for, say, the wolfman, because it's just like, well, that's just a shitty circumstance. Yeah. And it is by no fault of your own.
0: Yeah, that was, um... Uh...
1: Depending on which it's either a familial curse or you've been bitten.
0: Yeah. One of which those neither of those things are your fault. You didn't ask to be born, especially with a cursed family. So. Yeah, I, that's... Why? I, that's one of those things... It's like oh, it's a familiar curse. Fucking stop procreating. But what about mummies? Because that's that's a, like a, a it's a gray area, right? Right. Because mummies typically are very much about like. Um,
1: so it's like an inherited curse from taking something from the tomb. That's right. That's right. Or um, and it's weird that we've like like the mummy is the monster in those ones where it's like the mummy didn't do anything wrong. You disturbed I mean, the mummy once they start murdering people then that's probably not great but to like what's a monster it's just you took the shit like you're the grave it's, robber it's very clearly yes. written don't yes. do it <laughs>
0: Like <laughs> that's why every time i see a mummy like a tomb's been discovered i'm like leave them alone <laughs> um
1: it's there's one of my favorite people but on tiktok and i can't remember her, the name of her account but she just like responds to people finding things or um, like discovering things in the ocean and she's like put it no touchy
0: no touchy no, touchy. no t- put it back it was there for a reason
1: um and then t- listen this world is this this year has been wild there's been a lot of things happening um a lot of it has been post uh, so the breaking of the japanese killing stone what Oh, did we, did we not talk about this? No. Um, so there was this big stone, like, boulder called the Killing Stone in Japan that was supposedly housing a demon that's split in half.
0: There's uh, There certain stores- things that I just, like, in all honesty, I don't mess with. I don't. Don't. No. Just, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. I don't need these questions answered. You know, like, if Bigfoot wants to be found, they'll be found. Yeah just leave them alone um also does what, what does it harm you if you're if
1: we're wrong yeah like so when somebody's like hey like maybe like don't fuck with everything around you all of the time and they're like well you know i need to know. do you do you need to know or do you want to know
0: that's that's <laughs> comes back to like sh- just because it you can't can yeah mean you should Stop. I know human curiosity can get the best of us, but, like, just stop. And I know people are going to be like, oh, yeah, like, the curiosity killed the cat. There
1: is a second half to that phrase that nobody ever uses. Is there? Technically speaking. What is it? Curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought him back. Oh! (laughs) So, really, it's the same thing as, like, when people are like, blood is thicker than water. I'm like, you're not saying it right, but, sure, go off. The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb.
0: I've never heard of that ever. I've, I've never heard of either of these second passes. I thought that was it. I thought that was just the one thing. Kayla has blown my mind.
1: Um, this is what I mean about, I have an approximate knowledge of so many things.
0: She is my sexy, encyclopedia. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um it's a, it's a gift though really like I know you always you're always like I shouldn't know any of this but I love that about you.
1: Yeah. I I appreciate that. I definitely like sometimes I feel like I'm like maybe I should like I could have a normal interest ever. I'm great to play trivia with.
0: Yes, you are.
1: I'm great to play trivia with because I know a little bit about a lot of things.
0: Which um, is what you need. Yeah, you need that in someone.
1: <laughs> Somebody's got to be that friend.
0: Like um, I have one friend who just knows everything music. Yeah, she can name almost everything that comes across her, her path for music, and it's a great gift. I wish I had that. A lot of the time, I feel like I have uh, the memory of a goldfish.
1: I some I, I read something the other day where, and I feel like it applies to me so hard, which is just because I'm smart has never stopped me from being an absolute fucking idiot. <laughs> it's It's true true. I (laughs) say some of the dumbest things in the world and like we act like absolute fools over nothing like I still laugh at dick jokes I am 31
0: it'll never not be funny exactly
1: dicks are hilarious
0: even Um, court jokes like yeah
1: Yeah. I think it's like there's arguments like oh you like you know a lot of stuff you have to be pretty smart and it's like yeah but I'm also
0: fucking dumb I'm just dumb you are not just (laughs) dumb get out of here I, I do have my hyperfixations where it's, like, if I really like something, it kind of just, like, consumes me. Yes. But I wish I could retain it where it mattered. <laughs> like our podcast. <laughs> a lot of the time, I'm, like, it makes so much sense for Kayla to have a podcast. <laughs> Not so much me. But it kind of, like, I just feel like I'm a good hype person. So, like, Teresa and I hanging out at craft fairs, I'm, like, I'll just show up, and I just sit beside her, and she's, like, busy doing her thing, like, making her art, and I'm, like, look at all the things. Like, this is, like, the, the things.
1: I appreciate that you're the things and just gesturing <laughs> at my general body.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, horror and spooky season is your wheelhouse. That really is. I would it, be very concerned if we were doing anything spooky related and you had nothing.
1: If I had nothing to say about <laughs> it, um, I would assume that I, somebody had taken over my body.
0: She's been possessed.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, this is a dumb bitch ghost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: have a, I have a spooky question though. Okay, yes is we
0: have
1: we have jumped the shark so entirely <laughs> can a ghost and a zombie come from the same person
0: oh because a zombie is just a mindless meat sack yeah there's nothing there like like there's no thought process other than food and i cuz it's just
1: impulses at that point
0: yeah it's so just... i guess you wouldn't have a soul anymore
1: cuz i think your ghost is a soul it's just your body like he said it's just a meat sack at that point, so just like, just imagine ghost you having to watch. Zombie <laughs> you. Go and like... be <laughs> I do.
0: Can, can, can you please, please? I could just imagine like a millennial body and the millennial ghost. Just Just
1: sitting there, pinching (laughs) the bridge of its nose, because it's watching its meat sack repeatedly run into a door. It's like, oh my
0: god, we were a physicist. Oh yeah, (laughs) I need that movie tomorrow. (laughs) That would be the best, like, buddy comedy, (laughs) buddy horror comedy. Your ghosts are just floating there, just like can you fucking like hurry up please? It's like no <laughs> left, your other left. Oh my god. Or make that into a video game.
1: A co-op video game. You are a my- ghost piloting your own meat suit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, I also, this is just because I'm thinking about piloting things, and I was like, mechs, like Evangelion. Like that woman said about Evangelion earlier. So Evangelion is like a staple um, mech anime. Okay. But technically speaking, the mechs and Evangelion um, are living beings covered in armor. And okay. they can operate on their own in an emergency. So Yeah. Yeah. So Linguini, in the context of Ratatouille, is a mech. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Hannibal Burris meme. Why are you booing me? I'm right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which let's get back yes. Yeah, bring it back. Let's bring, bring, bring it, it back, back in. in. Which movie monster do you think is the most unnerving? Like which is the scariest to you?
0: i would have to say the invisible man correct that is the only correct answer because he is making these decisions himself and he's still conscious of what's happening yeah it's just his mind is going crazy now because of the after effects of what's happened to him as well as that surge of power
1: that's exactly what it is
0: yeah so it's like I think that's the scariest thing because that could happen because, to literally anybody. Because
1: his craziness is he's just like lost his ability to like differentiate right from wrong.
0: Yes. Like that can that can actually really happen in real life as well, right? Not the invisibility part, no, but no, like but the just like
1: the... the psychotic part.
0: Yes. So I think he's the, the most terrifying as well as the fact that because he's invisible and you don't know what's going to happen.
1: Um, the new Invisible Man movie is one of the scariest movies I have ever seen.
0: I need to watch that as well.
1: Um, I don't know where it is, but I'm going to find it. so, so good. Um, Elizabeth Moss. Oh. She's she's brilliant.
0: Fantastic. And I love,
1: I love that to do the retelling the way that they did is because the Invisible Man um, and, like, a like the original one and like the, the sequels and stuff mm-hmm. are really, they're all told from his perspective. Right. Which, well, interesting is, I don't want to do that again. No. Um. It- so by framing it in, like framing it from the perspective of his victim.
0: Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. It's a whole new point of view of like, she doesn't know what's happening. He yep. doesn't know where he's going to come from next, and that's the most terrifying part. It
1: absolutely is. As well
0: as trying to, uh, like, unravel the mystery of the Invisible Man. I think I'd rather be a werewolf.
1: Correct! That was also <laughs> the correct
0: answer. I think because it's, like, like you They're said. you are still you're, mortal. You're still mortal. You still have that side of you. And, I, like I said, I go back to Jack from um werewolf by night just because it's the the most recent one i watched is like you can plan your life around the full moon yeah you know and
1: yeah i would just i would rather be a werewolf i'm so full of myself that i would be like i could like keep myself together when i was transformed (laughs) and it's like i can't keep myself together now (laughs) But as a werewolf.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like,
1: I think my incredible, like, disdain for potentially inconveniencing any person ever Mm -hmm. is is stronger than whatever animalistic urge a werewolf curse will give me.
0: No, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, like, I wouldn't choose a vampire because it's, like, there is that... I don't even want to have
1: lived the length of time I've lived now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you want me to live forever, forever? absolutely not um enough.
0: i've seen enough i've had enough yeah i'll just eat myself into the, the sunlight yes <laughs> I'm, d- I'm done now. um absolutely not like i have no
1: fucking interest in being immortal no and i already don't like going out in the sun so that like the the downfalls of being uh, a <laughs> Like, the things I'd have to battle while being a vampire would be like a problem, wouldn't be that much of a problem for me, except for garlic, because I fucking love garlic. Uh, I am a garlic girl. Yes,
0: 100%.
1: But like, I don't go to church already because God's not real. Um, well, I would believe in him more if I were a vampire, though. I would be really? more apt to be like, well, vampires are real, so maybe God's real. I don't know.
0: Mm, maybe. I don't know.
1: Depending on like, if like holy water actually burned me, then I'd be like, aha, then yes. <laughs> um
0: let's just test this one little theory on my pinky yeah
1: (laughs) but like i'm fine not going out in the sun that's not a problem i don't go to churches anyway um i guess we are already practically vampires right yeah i swear to god if you do not invite me to a place i'm not gonna go so that's already fine um the big issues are garlic and i have no desire to be immortal I
0: would, just out of curiosity, it would be very much like a, a standman situation. No.
1: No. I don't, I am not curious enough.
0: I think now, no, but like, back in the day. yesteryear, Yesterday. <laughs> it might be a different answer.
1: <laughs> when the world was like full of hope and we weren't like plotting the imminent heat death of the planet? Maybe. Pretty much. Um... Oh, millennial vampires would be a fucking. Nightmare. Oh my god. <laughs> we could never, we could never be vampires. We would be the worst. Oh my god, we'd be insufferable. Like more than we are now. We really would. Yeah. <laughs> uh so let's take a quick final break and then we'll just do some final
0: thoughts. Sounds great. Redo it with Tom Cruise. I never watched it, but it looked like garbage. Yeah. I think,
1: did I love the concept of, like, revamping the Universal monster yes. movie universe? Absolutely. But you really, like... Shit the bed. Really shit the bed, starting with that one.
0: Um, I, I thought Luke Evans did a really good job with the, the Dracula movie that he did. Yes! um, Just him as Dracula is amazing. Yes. Great casting choice there. Um and I just wish they continued with it. I don't I think they just put everything on hold after the mummy happened. Yeah. But guess what? Brendan Fraser said that he'd be interested in coming back for a number 4. Uh Brendan Fraser is a gift and that man needs to be protected at all costs. At all costs. I will fucking fight you if you say otherwise.
1: Um he
0: is an absolute gem.
1: Yeah. I I think that there is a way to make new mummy movies that are more horror based. Yeah. Which is where these types of movies excel. And I think the problem was because they're like, oh, we're going to make like a cinematic universe and it's got to be like superhero movies. And it's like, no, no, it does not.
0: It really doesn't. And it
1: doesn't need to be an action movie, which is really where they f- Fucking shit the bed yes because especially i really loved the first brandon fraser the mummy movie because it was an action movie and it was comedy but it was dark
0: yes there was it is um like the, the the effects of the mummy coming back to life for the first time and seeing how his body like contorts and his mouth opens and then just a sea of bugs flies at you
1: it's horrifying. and just like
0: the like fleshy
1: bits regrowing and bugs crawling it's gross Mm -hmm. it is grotesque and awful and it felt like a a curse (laughs) it did it felt like a curse um and i think that's one of those things is you can make it not a traditional horror movie, because the, the argument is always, well, traditional horror movies aren't as marketable and won't make the same amount of money, which is why horror movies are so great um, with small budgets. Horror movies really know how to yeah. take no money and make something great.
0: And just... Keep... Throwing money at something will not always fix a problem. Well, exactly. But also, it's like, you can stick to practical as well. And I think we're getting to that point now where not everything has to be fully CGI to, to have an impact that you want. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Man-Thing was 100% practical is astounding to me. And he looked
1: incredible and was supplemented with small bits yes. of CGI.
0: Which you can do. And and it just adds a new layer to the character. Yes. that that we wouldn't have really gotten if it was just fully CGI. Exactly. Exactly. I think that
1: you, there needs to be a return to roots in terms of production types, Mm -hmm. but I think that you can really enhance the stories um, and modernize the stories without changing because there's things that are so good about traditional monster movies which is the settings the character development yeah and um the practical effects can you like make those better because practical effects have gotten better absolutely but i think we don't need to turn everything into a glossy Mm pre-packaged production because that's not that is not what makes those movies so good
0: it's the storytelling and that's like you said it's the character development like sure you can plot the the monster in the action and just say go but understanding of who who they are like the this, history and the yeah. context
1: clues and it really creates a come like a cohesive experience yeah which that is why those things end up being classics is they turn into a full experience rather than just another blockbuster movie. Exactly. Because there are so many of those, like we are, I'm tired. I'm tired of everything being slick, overproduced. Mm -hmm. And that is, and we really are getting some really great returns um, to practical effects for things, which is awesome. Um, And even, like, we are really in a resurgence of really incredible horror movies. And I think if we take the sensibilities of how we write horror movies and apply those same sensibilities to what we do to elevated horror to classical horror stories, Mm -hmm. we could get some really, really interesting work. Yeah. Because think about, like, um, Mike Flanagan and what he's done with very traditional literature ghost stories and made them some of the best horror products kind of ever, but also some of the most well-received
0: horror products ever. Yes, absolutely. Um,
1: And they are from very traditional horror mediums built through the scope of a non-traditional horror creator. Following the story points that are the things that are so interesting about those original works, while really mm-hmm. creating something very fresh feeling around them
0: that's why i want mike flanagan to do a 13 ghost story where yes. each episode is each ghost that leads up to the movie i
1: i love 13 ghosts it's so fucking good uh yeah like it's it is so wild um and I think, like, we're, they're starting to work on getting some of those things through. So those are Castle Films.
0: Castle Films?
1: So, um, 13 Ghosts. And, let me show you. Okay. So, 13 Ghosts comes was originally made by a studio called Castle Films. And Castle Films was very specifically known for... Horror movies, um, and they're gimmick horror movies.
0: Okay. So
1: Castle, they did.
0: Oh, House on Haunted Hill.
1: Yes, was also um initially a. He was really inspired by Bela Lugosi's Dracula, House on Haunted Hill, and um, Margo. So House on Haunted Hill is. Probably, like, one of my favorite original Vincent Price movies. Um, Vincent Price is... Get out of here. I don't want your vertical tab. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> it, I love Vincent Price so very much. I have a Vincent Price Funko Pop that is up Ooh. on my shelf
0: there.
1: That's what I thought it was? It, it is. I, I love Vincent Price. Vincent Price is also the background on my computer yeah. at work. Um. And it is from um, the House on Haunted Hill that that is from. So, the initial House on Haunted Hill that Castle William Castle produced had um, on all of the movie theaters that they released it in, they rigged skeletons and stuff to like fly through the audience and like emerge from oh underneath my the God. things. Um, when they did The Tingler, uh, they had they had like motors put into the seats so that the seats would move like he really 1st 4d seat. really like created like a whole movie theater That's experience so cool. around horror
0: movies so cool
1: um 13 ghosts he had the ghost vision which is like a type of 3d TV. vision that was very specific that the only things you could see were the ghosts because they were the only things superimposed in a different color. Wow. Um so very cool. 3D glasses which oriented the lens rather than side by side. Um so you had like an above and below rather than side and side. So you just have to tilt your head oh, up and down so you okay. would see wisps of the ghosts and then you'd figure out where they were. Um cuz you could look through the red lens and see all the ghosts on screen, but you could also look through the blue lens if you were getting too frightened and not see <laughs> them on the screen. Um, so,
0: what an innovator. Holy shit.
1: Absolutely. Um, Castle himself came on screen and offered a fright break a couple minutes before the ending, promising a full refund to any member who couldn't bring themselves to stay till the end. Uh, so, like, he... Rosemary's Baby is a is a William Castle film.
0: Oh, oh my And God. it is the,
1: his biggest success. So the, like, William Castle films could be redone yeah. in so many interesting ways. And I think that there was just so much joy
0: in making weird stuff from that era, which is great. I mean, it's, it's amazing learning more about them and, like what they've done for Uh, just film in general. And
1: I think too by returning to having a particular actor kind of like embody a character Mm -hmm. Um, because when you, most people, when they picture Dracula, especially if they're picturing like the 1930s, you're looking at Bela Lugosi. Yeah. Just, it's just, you just are picturing Bela Lugosi. (laughs) Uh, but Bela Lugosi played other characters as well within the the Universal Monster canon. Um, and then you also have Boris Karloff, who was Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. He was um, he was the Mummy.
0: Oh, what he? He was
1: um, and something else. I think he might have been the Ghoul. Um, so they had this kind of aesthetic look to them. Yeah, that was all very similar because it was the same two fucking dudes (laughs) which i don't think we need to do that again no
0: no but i think
1: having a very strong visual image that is consistent Mm -hmm. across the films is really impactful
0: and i think that's why michael flanagan has done such a great job because he does have his returning cast
1: it's the same thing that we all loved and like praised american horror story for yeah yeah exactly it's like we love that we love a reoccurring cast of spooky bitches Mm
0: -hmm. especially when you know you get along with everyone you know you have the chemistry and
1: when you get a strong actor they are able to produce results in anything yes so exactly i think that we are kind of primed for a resurgence of monster movies we are um we deserve it Just as a treat. We've been really good this year. The world is awful. Let's make fun stuff. Too many tricks. More treats, please. And and that's not to say that, like, I think some of the best horror movies have come out in the last, like, five years. Mm -hmm. Some of my absolute, hands down, favorite
0: horror movies have come out in the last five years. Um, And I think for studios to take the chance on brand new stuff, Mm-hmm. is the biggest thing it's like it, it's all well and good to have the idea but if no studios are willing then you're gonna have to find other ways to get it made yeah and i mean hearing that barbarian was turned down by some of the biggest horror studios out there right now it's insane to me i was like i couldn't believe it that they got turned down from like 24 and i can't remember who the other one was Blumhouse i was gonna say
1: to 24 did end up doing barbarian who did
0: barbarian i don't know i can't remember who who released it but yeah 24 turned them down because i think i don't for whatever their reasons are um is it hulu no there's been this whole thing where it's like disney's not releasing barbarian on physical release mm-hmm. which makes no sense but i was like disney what is uh, 20th Century Fox. Oh, oh, that's why. That's why there is the Disney. Okay. Because it was it's distributed by 20th Century Studios. Um,
1: but it's by, uh, it's like a group of produ- productions. Okay. Um, most specifically Vertigo Entertainment, okay. which did like The Ring, The Grudge. Oh. Uh, a Below, The Lake House. Shudder, The Strangers, The Woman in Black. So it just goes to show it's like The Boy is also a Vertigo film. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like I thought it was A I thought it was A24, <laughs> but no, it was Vertigo. That makes sense.
0: Right. But yeah, just studios taking on these new ideas and not just like remaking all this other stuff. Like you have fresh ideas out there. Use them.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reportedly reached out to find series, and distributors. A24 and Neon both rejected him. So
0: super happy for them though. They they fucking knocked it out of the park, from what I've heard. And it is releasing cool. on the 25th.
1: Um, as of October 23rd, 2022, Barbarian has grossed. $40.2 million dollars in the U.S. and Canada and 1.7 in other territories for a worldwide $41.9 million against a $4 million budget. Holy crap. That's one of those things too. Like, I don't understand why people don't take more risks with horror movies because the budgets are so incredibly small. Yeah. Because you can make a great horror movie on $2 million. Like, Terrifier. Mm-hmm. Um is fucking awful. Like I don't recommend watching it. Okay. It's okay. it is so gross oh. and so scary. Um and like I had to turn it off.
0: <laughs> That's saying a lot. Um
1: <laughs> Art the Clown is one of the scariest fucking things that anybody's ever made ever.
0: Like just <laughs> his image alone is terrifying. Yeah. Like, Terrifier the
1: is a lot and like I don't... What was the budget on Terrifier? I'm mean, gonna have to check. I'll As have it to was
0: like, for reviews. No I'll,
1: money. That's
0: one thing I just... I can't get into is, like, gory horror.
1: It's very gory. Terrifier is not for you. Terrifier is very gory.
0: Okay. Good to know. There's reason why I've never watched Evil Dead either. Because I remember just, like, seeing the previews for the remake that they did. I was like, oh, this, this is too much. Ah! The they show
1: or- a lot of the, like, pretty much, like, the things that they show in the trailer are the goriest parts of the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, Terrifier was made for $100,000. <laughs> Holy
0: shit. Is that new? When did it come out? Uh,
1: 2016.
0: Oh, okay. It just looks like a classic, like, <laughs> like a horror image. <sighs> Terrifier... When they were actually,
1: because they did a, they didn't do a full release of it. Okay. Until 2018. So let's see. Let's see what the numbers say. Because they're, they're coming with a number two, aren't they? Uh, yeah. So they actually, Terra Fire 2 is out now. Oh, okay. Um. And uh, as of 21 hours ago, Terra Fire 2 was already made, uh, Ten times as (laughs) much. Holy shit! Because it is officially, Terrifier Two is officially made five point two million dollars on a two hundred fifty thousand dollars budget.
0: Wow, good for the team though. I'm so happy for them. Yeah.
1: Um, and that's what I mean. Is like you can have uh, the hundred the hundred and forty minute sequel is based on based on this marketing has people passing out puking and crying in bathrooms during the screenings.
0: Wow. Uh, it might
1: actually surpass Halloween ends by, at the box office for Halloween weekend.
0: Speaking of Halloweens, I've actually really liked the the new sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Halloween Kills was, like, chaotic, but yeah. not in a bad, well, I think they could have cut the, the hospital stuff down by, like, half. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like I thought, it was really well done. I really like the premise of the story, and like lo- like this part of like Laurie's life is really interesting. Um, but that's that's awesome for the Terrifier team. Yeah,
1: really. really. It started off as a student film.
0: Really, it was created as part of
1: a student film.
0: Oh my god, Art the Clown was created as part of like a variety show as part of a student film project. Holy shit!
1: And he is. Barnan, one of the most terrifying new horror creations in the world. He's awful. I hate him so much.
0: Yeah, I, I scroll past and I see. Everything I just it. like
1: uh No thank you. It's like my whole inside sees. So I'm like <laughs> not surprised that people are throwing up.
0: I I can't even imagine. Like, I can't imagine like, going
1: and seeing a movie and it making me throw up.
0: Yeah. It makes me it makes me want to see it just to be like what, what the fuck is, is what is
1: like? Why is this going so poorly? Yes. Yeah. this whole episode has been a little bit chaotic,
0: <laughs> but I love it. It's <laughs> good.
1: It's good. Um, this has been a super good time. I'm glad that we got to sit down and talk about this. Me too. Uh, we should probably go so we can get through our surprise.
0: Yes. Um, uh, check out our social media and keep an eye out for the next week, or we'll be dropping some some treats for all of you. Yeah. Until next time, our ghouls, goblins, and monster fuckers. (laughs) My people. Um, Thank you so very much for tuning in. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky. Stay nerdy.